What up, what up, fantasy football hustler, back at you. We got some more Dynasty talk here with Bogart, Scott Free, here with Maddie Daddy. We're talking about some Dynasty players that you need to treat like landmines. And Maddie, let's kick it off. Ooh, baby, landmines. Guys that might look like the juice is worth the squeeze. We look at age, we look at production, all these different situations. And that's what we take in effect in Dynasty is can they get to that upper echelon? So I went with two guys that are young that a lot of people are either probably on because of their age, the production. Let's start it off. Let's go to New England. Let's go to Mac Jones. Quarterback 18. But Maddie Daddy, we saw Fields, Lance. We didn't see Lance. We saw Lawrence. We saw these other quarterbacks underperform. But maybe we saw Mac Jones overperform. You look at this top 10 New England defense. They're run heavy. They lose McDaniels. And still, this is a quarterback. Yeah, he played all right. Quarterback 18, 22 passing touchdowns, 3,800 yards. Sounds not very good. But he's only like 22. The thing is, even if they bring in a receiver, I don't think there's enough upside to get that that quarterback one threshold. When you look at Jimmy Garoppolo with like probably 100 less pass attempts putting up QB 17 production, you look at Kirk Cousins, who's forever on a team with a terrible defense and loaded weapons. I think now's the time you take Mac Jones, you package for a – uh, Kirk Cousins, a Derek Carr, and a pick. Maybe you take a Mac Jones in a second and try to get that Kirk Cousins in a first. You do something, you kind of win now, but you win down the road as well. Upside is limited. I'm out on Mac Jones. And I guess when you think about like the Patriots in general, like it took Tom Brady getting a guy like Randy Moss before like he was in like top contention and their defense wasn't really that good either. And yeah, we're, we're not seeing a bad defense out of the Patriots anytime soon. Bill Belichick knows that that's where he's putting all of his cards. And I like Mac Jones in a super flex if you're getting him as like your QB three or something like that. You know, someone who's like a bench player. But yeah, if he's going to be a starter for you, um, I'm a little bit nervous about that for sure. I'm more so nervous because I, I even if it's not um, uh, Josh McDaniels there, because obviously he's with the Raiders now, but it's still going to be a run heavy approach. So, I mean, that that's one thing. But I, I, you get him a couple weapons, man. I, I, when he played with Saban, he, he, he balled, man. Like, I, I feel like if I was to argue this, like, you know what I mean? The kid is, he, he got it in him. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I think, think that's Bella- the thing you have to separate. I'm not saying you're wrong, Bogard, because you bring yeah. in a Michael Thomas or another receiver, mm-hmm. he could easily be QB 12. But for, fan- but, but for fantasy but a good quarterback in the NFL isn't necessarily a good quarterback in fantasy. I, and here's the thing, too, though, is because people will overdraft him in startups because he's he's a sophomore QB. Yeah, and he looked better than Fields. He looked better than Lawrence. And he, I mean, he outperformed all the other. Man. He was with Saban. He's getting drafted around a top 12 QB as of right now. And mm-hmm. in one of the startup dynasties, someone traded up to get him at the end of the second round in a super flex league. So people are going to be going crazy for Mac Jones. And his value is at an all time high as far as like draft capital right now. It is, uh, it is very, very high, which you got to pay to get him. All right, Bogey, let's talk about one of the landmines that you're avoiding in the startup draft. 
I mean, it's a guy who like pro- like runs in the landmines, and it's it's Rashad Penny. You know what I mean? And and Penny, for your thoughts, man, because this is kind of for me too. Because this it he's kind of a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I always was a, a Rashad Penny truther, and I keep grabbing him up everywhere. And 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 here's why I say avoid him is because this is not for a startup. This is not for a startup right here. Mine specifically for Rashad Penny. This is like someone trying to sell you Rashad Penny right now. You know what I mean? Don't go buying no Rashad Penny in Dynasty. Someone's trying to sell him for the for the high right now or get anything. You could probably buy him for the low, really. But like, cause he's a landmine, bro. You know what I mean? That thing's gonna blow up in your face eventually. And it, I always wish that he would be that dude because he went to San Diego State. You know, I mean, uh, San Diego State running backs usually are going in the first round. Everyone said that they were crazy when they got him. We saw his skills. We knew that he was talented, but he kept getting hurt no matter what. I mean, shit, one of the big games that we saw this year. Cracks off a 39-yard rush and then straight into the blue tent. Like, that's the biggest issue. <laughs> any year, he's going into he, – he's 26 years old, just turned 26 this year. Not a lot of tread on the tires as far as like the workload, but he's been injured like damn near every single year for the entire year that he's been in the NFL. And like well, I, I don't even know his exact situation because I don't think they they might have to bring him back on like a cheap deal because I think they didn't pick up his fifth year option already, and this is year number five, so I, I don't know how that works. You know well, what I mean? What a, you're you're gambling if you like. Granted, he goes to Buffalo. Or let's say he goes to Miami. Wherever he goes, you're depending on health. So you're saying after, you know, three, four unproductive years with injury concerns, granted he's like, you know, lightning in a bottle, but hasn't looked good. I mean, he was getting the volume and the vo- and he wasn't breaking down. And, I mean, like, th- I will say to make a case for Rashad Penny, uh, you look at the stretch. That's That's the allure, though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh man, like because he had a, like a nice stretch and, and and he took people to fantasy titles. Like he was that that playoff darling for everybody. You know what I mean? There's teams that might have picked him up right before the right before the playoffs started. You know what I mean? And, and like we can't, we can't forget about that recency bias for Dynasty because if you didn't have him on your squad for those games, like you might as well get it out of your head because probably not coming back. Yeah, and and, and you know, uh Shout out to my my guys right here. We did a, a another episode before this talking about guys that you might want to move in Dynasty. If I have a shot penny, I'd probably be moving him right now because somebody might might want to buy him <laughs> because of how he finished. But I I, you know, I think he's a landmine altogether. Oh yeah. Now my first landmine that I'm gonna bring up, and uh, sorry Stu, because I know you think he isn't a landmine, Zeke. Gotta go with Zeke. He's getting up there in age. His tires are worn. The offensive line is never going to be what it used to be when he first came out there. Ever since he had that Cabo, um, you know, hiatus, he really hasn't been the same after that. And he got paid. We know Zeke likes to eat. And uh, he, he ain't hungry no more. Like, that's what it is. When he was hungry in the beginning, I mean, he was the guy that you could really count on. He doesn't seem like that guy. It seems like they used him. Like him and Pollard switched roles. He gets them all the way down there. Pollard ends up going and punching it in, you know, here. And that's what we hate. If Zeke's not cracking off the touchdowns, if he's not getting the workload, the 300 plus, you know, touches a year, he's not that same guy. And I'm just going to keep avoiding him because he's not getting any younger. Well, I think you nailed it on the head. Workload. Pollard's not going away. You know who might be going away? Cedric Wilson Cooper. 
So that only elevates Pollard's role in this offense. If he's already getting goal line work and he's catching passes and Zeke's just creeping up in age with an offensive line that can't protect anybody or really run block, that just elevates your receivers, your pass catchers. To me, yeah, I mean, Zeke's one of those, like we said, the cliff. Where Where is it going to stop? And we haven't seen it stop. The injuries are already starting to mount up for Zeke. I can dig it. All right, Maddie. Let's hear your second guy that you got here, guys who we're just totally avoiding at all costs. This is more about value of where I see him being drafted in dynasty drafts and just the offense, everything in general. You take those into effect. Uh, mine's Chase Claypool. Nothing against the guy. I think he's a great talent. But you look at how he's how he has to produce. Same stats this year as last year, but you take away nine touchdowns. And you go from a top 20 receiver to wide receiver 37. It's not the targets. He's not getting he's not getting fed. So you're dependent on touchdowns. And when it comes to that, you're getting a guy like Claypool who's getting drafted way earlier than a Gabe Davis. Uh, Hunter Rimfro, just because of his age, or Kadarius Toney. To me, those are three guys I'd be targeting over Claypool just with the situation with Deontay, Pat Fryermuth. Those goal line screens are gone when you have a Najee Harris. So to me, there's just situational where Claypool could be electric in a Buffalo Bills offense or a different offense, but I don't think Pittsburgh has the offensive line to protect a quarterback enough to just toss it deep or, like I said, those screen passes at the goal line, things like that. So for that, I'm out on Claypool. Here's a stat that maybe not a lot of people know. So he has... 13 touchdowns in the NFL right now. He got four of those in one game. Crazy. Crazy. So I I think if you just look at the stats, I think it might have been two rushing in that one, two receiving and two rushing, because last year he had two rushing touchdowns. I I lumped them all in together. But we remember that game when when we put him, when he got put on the map. We never saw that kind of production again. We didn't see them using. Yeah, we didn't see him using them in the run game. We didn't see him using them in the in the goal line packages like they were. I felt like they were pulling out the bag of tricks because it was a division rival, if I remember correctly. You know what I mean? Just something that you don't, you don't really see there because we never saw it again. Well, and that's like, the thing. I'm not hating on these players. Like, I don't think Claypool, I don't think Mag Jones are bad NFL players. I think they're really good if used properly. But when you're only getting 59 to 65 receptions – that's not going to be a consistent enough floor for a week-to-week basic basis in Dynasty and Redraft. You name it. It just limits your upside. All right, Bogard. Let's hear your number two. Uh, the guy who you're avoiding at all costs, no matter what. Oh, man, it's Amari Cooper, the pooper scooper. Yeah, I mean, I just always fade him, first of all. I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like he's like a, a, like a lifelong fade to me, right? And, like, even when I'm wrong, I don't care. You know what I mean? Because he's just one of those guys he's gonna poop out on you. You know what I mean? And on a per game basis, he's only been he's he's been he, he was great on a per game basis in 2020. And that wasn't even really that wasn't all with Dak. You know what I mean? It's they 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 spread the ball around a lot, and it's weird because it's so it's almost like if Cooper's not getting the touchdown, you know what I mean, and, and the heavy touch that's why he started getting throwing fits at the end, and like all the rumors. Which tend to, you know, which tend to be um, a lot of bravado, but they, there's a good chance they cut him. You know what I mean? And um, I'm just, I'm avoiding him 
because he's still going high in, in dynasty startups, like specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah, the name value's there. And for people who, let's just say the more casual people, you might just look at stats at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You see a stat line like, oh, yeah, you know, he's doing real good. Other than last year, which was really weird because he didn't really have Dak there, his entire career, he's like a 50-50 guy. He's either going to ball out or he's going to do real shitty, and there's like no in-between. Other than 2020, that was the one year where he was consistent on a per-game basis, and that was with like a plethora of QBs. It went, You know what I mean? He only had Dak for the first five weeks that year. And then 2021 – full season with Dak, it was just, it was sporadic. And then, I mean, obviously you could take out, you could, you know, minus the COVID and injury games, but still the, that's another guy too. He's just not on the field all the time. You know what I mean? He's, he's hurt. He'd be hurt. (laughs) I don't want that on my dynasty startup. Cooper's just real intriguing because he could be a number one on somebody's team, I think, but he's also up and down. So you don't, it's very, it's not like you can trust this guy. A wide receiver three, that's a perfect role for him on your dynasty. Mm-hmm. But I'm those first two spots, he's, you know, and if you can get wide receiver two value for him, yeah, trade him out because he's only 27, maybe 28. You get that three-year window, and he does win you weeks. Just he's not consistent, and I think that's the name of the game when it's coming to your wide receiver one, wide receiver two positions. All right. Now, the last guy that I got here, I'm ready for all the smoke, too. Any, anyone, leave your comments in there if you think I'm wrong. But I'm throwing Elijah Mitchell in this category. The, 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 hype, the, hype, <laughs> the hype is so big on this guy right now. And we're talking about a system that usually deploys multiple running backs. We're talking about a shitload of injuries, you know, before him actually being the guy. He's a sixth-round draft pick, so as much as, like, you know, the, us fantasy guys, you know, we may not think about the draft capital. For NFL, you got to be in the minds of these execs and these coaches. Draft capital is fucking huge. And Elijah Mitchell is just someone with all this crazy hype. I'm not going to say he's a landmine because if he's there for the right price, but we're seeing him going way too high in these startup mm-hmm. drafts for me. Yeah, I, w- I would avoid him uh, uh, at all costs early. For sure. Like he's not he's not a guy that should be drafted off in the top 12 at the position. You know what I mean? I, I would even argue like, you know, maybe outside the top, they might be even like 15 backs I would, I would want before Elijah Mitchell. You know what I mean? In the startup. Like really the intrigue is the, is the age. But like don't let it fool you. It's the Shanahan offense. And like if the draft capital does come into play, you know what I mean? And Sermon starts to look good. Maybe in year two, he fully understands the, the system. He could come out and, and, and win the job, and that'll be that. Because here's the thing: Shanahan has showed in the history he don't care how uh, 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 where you, when you where and when and where you got this motherfucker. But if he's balling, he's getting the job. You know what I mean? Whether you're a Raheem Mostert or Matt Burita, there's all, all these guys have these crazy stories. You know what I mean? The sixth round Elijah Mitchell. You know what I mean? Hey, tra- I tra- you never know. You make a, y'all both make a hundred percent. It's the system. I, I don't think necessarily Elijah Mitchell's a bad player, but I don't think he can hold up to the volume. So there's always they were given a bad volume, though. I love that. Produce. Hell, we've seen, you know, Jeff Wilson was a dynasty. They were put up like 80 in one game. That was like yeah. if, 70 or something like that. It was so you've got to, if you can get high. that first, I think you can get a lot for Mitchell right now. So I think that's where you take away your risk. 
because if you're if you have Mitchell, more or less, you're probably like either a middle of the road team or rebuild. You're not a contender, but maybe if I've got a Mitchell, then I trade him for another guy like a Dobbins coming off of an injury, but has the pedigree. It will have the volume guaranteed in a system that fits his mold, things like that. But just try to sell high sometimes when the writing's on the wall that it could be, you know, some sketchy territory. Mitchell feels that role. I would be going and looking at the sermon manager and I'd be trying to move Elijah Mitchell to them because you know, they are real butthurt that they picked right. wrong in the rookie draft or in the startup draft. And wherever you drafted Elijah Mitchell, you're playing with house money at this point. Cause if it was, mm-hmm. you know, rookies and veterans in the draft, you got him hella late. Like after the, tw- you know, mm-hmm. after the 20th round, probably if it's a rookie startup, you probably got him in your last round or your second to last round. I got a life like every one of my dynasties for real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and we were probably calling you a homer when we saw that. Like, I ah, took man, him hell late, though. See, exactly. and, then, and then even in the startup, I took him, what, 707 or 708 or something like that. You know what I mean? And I felt okay about that. All right. So here is our list of the players you need to treat like landmines and make sure – Go back and listen to why, okay? But we got Mac Jones. We got Rashad Penny. We got Ezekiel Elliott. We got Chase Claypool, Amari the Pooper Scooper, and Elijah Mitchell to round out the list. Make sure if you're catching us at the end, rewind it a little bit so you can see why, because it's all about the why. We're getting up out of here. Maddie Daddy, remind everybody where to find all the fire content. Oh, oh, it is the Maddie Daddy. Maddie Daddy presents on YouTube. I'm doing dynasty content year-round, baby. Party don't stop. Hustler, love your content, baby. Love being part of the crew. Can't wait to roll the dice more. Bogard, you are a pleasure. You are a San Francisco treat. Can't wait to get out of here. As always, pleasure, my treasures. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one thing that Maddie Daddy didn't mention is that the earth is my turf. And universe give me money. You can find me at the GMM Network. You can subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube, where you can find me Simo casting with my man the Hustler on all. Man, we got a gang of live streams, man. You know what I'm saying? Catch us on FNT. Catch us on the Real Fantasy Playmakers, and uh, catch us on the Circle Debate. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's when you're getting a bunch of live streams. So make sure you're tapping in. Hit the bell. Turn on the notifications. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already because we're going to be bringing the heat. You guys need to be ready for your startup drafts, and we got you, all right? Make sure you go hit me up at fantasyfootballhustler.com. You can click on the top link for Patreon. Get in the VIP crew. We're starting up a bunch of leagues. You're going to meet a lot of dope people, a lot of opportunities to get into new dynasty leagues, new redraft leagues, everything. So make sure go hit it up fantasyfootballhustler.com click on the top link for patreon and then go follow me everywhere as well appreciate you guys rocking with us for this dynasty content and get ready because more heat is coming peace hey are you ready jerry i'm ready i just want to make sure you're ready brother show me the money oh you didn't know every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling every day i'm hustling my shoes on you wouldn't last a mile summertime when it's time on the grind yeah i got the ring on the chair on the gb of the lamp this is the gift i was given so i just live by my hustle
profit. It's all about hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.